using your whistling skills to come hither, people? Or not, doggies? Not people. Doggies, kitties, birds, reptiles? None of those things. Me? Me? Podcast listeners? No, hi, people. Hi. I am Michelle. I am Sam. And we are a couple of critics. We are married. God damn it. We have. Don't let the rumors swayed your opinion. It's true. We're married. You didn't see the headlines? It says Sam and Michelle, not married. Actually, brother and sister. Gross. Yeah, it says people think we're in a people under the stairs situation. Well, we're not holding people in the basement. No, 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 no. But if you have no idea what we're talking about, please go back and listen to a previous episode where we did review the people under the stairs. Um, we are two people with differing opinions, typically, when it comes to music and media, and, uh, we share our stuff that we like with each other. Because it's often on the opposite ends of things. And, uh... That's what makes it interesting, goddammit. Yeah, and it's interesting to, uh, get different takes on things from different angles that we don't expect, and, uh, that's what we do. That's what we're doing today. As well. No yeah. differences. No changes. Everything's the same. Just thought if you're a new listener, you might want to know what the fuck is going on. There might be. There is a rabid fan base for this band that we are doing today. A rabbit fan base. A rabbit fan base mm-hmm. for this band. And I have a feeling there might be some extra listeners might get some. just from this name of the band alone. Rabbit action. Yeah. That sounds cute. <laughs> that was a rabid rabbit fan, a rabid rabbit fan of Metallica. Can you imagine a rabid rabbit? No, you can't because you haven't seen Monty Python and the Holy Grail. There's a murderous rabbit. He bites people's heads off. So because I haven't seen it, I can't imagine that's a true. murderous rabbit? Actually, that's opposite. I guess you could really imagine because you've never seen one. All I can think of is the Monty Python murderous That's all I really think of when I think of rabbits. rabbits. What? I feel like they're all just ready to turn. They have diseased big fucking teeth. Yeah. No, turn on you. Yeah, they do turn me on. So pretty. They're so soft. Yeah, they are soft. Yes, they are. But no, thank you. You, Do you like to pet one? Have you pet a bunny before? I have. I have. It was enjoyable, correct? It was okay. It's just not really my thing. I don't really give a shit about bunnies. They're fun. I wouldn't want to. I mean, I love you. Thank you, our rabbit listeners. So grateful for you. Uh, Easter's coming up. So grateful. By the time you hear this, Easter will be long gone. So, um, till next year. Bye-bye, Easter. I fucked up, by the way. I should have timed things out and uh, put uh, Jesus Christ Superstar on your plate right in time for Easter. But I didn't think of it until it was too late. Ah. Yeah. 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 Speaking of the album I chose for you this week. You chose it for you. I'm well, it's chosen for everyone out there in Podcastland, Ohio. We're not in Ohio. No. I like to go to Ohio because they have shows. Anyway. I chose this album, 
And as soon as I chose it this week, I thought of you. Normally, I just choose things to try and further the podcast, but this time... Was it revenge for the last time? No, it wasn't revenge. It was... It was... uh, You actually have a history, a past. You've actively talked negatively about this band. It would almost be like if I gave you an ACDC album. Because you also love ACDC, correct? Correct, correct? No. Correct, correct, correct. I'm going to get that out there. No. I was going to say it would be like giving you an Alice Cooper album, but we did do an Alice Cooper album. We did do it. We did our duty. But your opinion on Alice Cooper changed a long time ago, which is an old topic on an old podcast. I used to think Alice Cooper was shit because I only thought that Feed My Frankenstein was... I thought that, that that was it, but there's more out there. Again, if you uh, haven't heard it, we have a an episode where we did an episode. So, what did you have me listen to as what I would say revenge for last week? Well, as the title of this episode has told you, I chose a Metallica album called Kill 'em All. Kill 'em All, Papa. <laughs> Is this referencing something in particular? Well, uh, like the album title? Yes. Uh, I don't think so. If it is, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I th- I don't know. To me, it's just, it's just four metal dudes going, ah, kill them all. <laughs> yeah. Well, I but, guess. But it might be. I don't know. And There's it w- a hammer on the front of the cover. Maybe that's a reference to something, too. Well, it was their first album, so they wanted to come out and they wanted to fucking kill. That's true. So. That's very true. Who knows? I that have no that idea. does kind of have this uh, attitude of that on this whole album. Well, of the we're coming out to like take over. Here we are. We're on the scene. So I don't know how correct this is, and I apologize if I'm taking this factoid away from you. No, I don't have any factoids. Okay. Well, this is something provided from Genius.com. So if it's incorrect, I apologize. But it does have um, some supportive votes on it Uh, it says that this was the initial title of this was originally metal up your ass oh yeah Uh, yeah (laughs) yeah changed to kill them all bob has that shirt metal up your ass have you seen the picture no look up metal up your ass you look up i don't need to i know exactly what it looks like i wanted this shirt for a long time bob still has it they still sell this shirt and it's uh, it's actually kind of up your alley in the humor section. And by that, I mean, has she seen it yet? I don't want to give it away. There's a toilet on the front. It's a toilet with a knife coming out to go up your bum bum. I can't see the <laughs> image is small because it's just on a t-shirt. But yeah, and there's a whole there's a fist sticking out. So. Oh yeah, there's a man somehow in the plumbing system who has reached his arm out with a knife. The knife tip is about as tall as the lid up. Like the top of the lid if it was pushed back. Yeah, and I'm not that tall, so there's no way that thing's going up my butt. It's definitely going up your butt and more. It's just sliding. It's getting up them guts. It's sliding through the cracks, <laughs> going up my back. Yeah, cut the, Cut your back. It might give me a longer butt crack, but I don't it'll, think it's going up my ass. It'll grab poop on the way and then cut you and then put poop in your wound. And give me you, sepsis. 
so then I'll die from poison. Sepsis? Is that what Sepsis. it is when you get poop in a wound? It- <laughs> is that what you call poop wound? <laughs> is that what happens when you get shit to cut? Yeah. Poop wound is <laughs> Is that what happens when you get dung in an abrasion? Oh, that was a little bit of a stretch, but <laughs> I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you, Carol Bowler. Thank you. Sepsis. Sepsis. So that makes you sick, right? Yes. Like you kills can, you? You can die from it. It's like it's like poisoning your bloodstream. Wow. Because the poo-poo gets in there. So there's something that we make that poisons us at the same time. Well, that Do you happens find that a lot. strange? What else poisons us that's created from us? We have like bile. We have bile and things that if certain organs exploded, it wouldn't be good for the surrounding organs. Yeah. But I mean like if somebody took a syringe of bile and a syringe of poop, Ugh! which one's worse to be put inside my vein? I would say the poop because you would like see the turd <laughs> under the skin. <laughs> In my mind, we blended it up a little bit to make it watery. Well, I wanted to really, like, specifically go in the opposite direction. <laughs> okay, so it's solidified. It's still solid. So you're injecting. How big is this syringe? I don't know, man. I don't know the logistics. It's turd size, obviously. But you get to see a turd floating through your veins. Oh, God. It's more like a time release capsule. <laughs> It's kind of what I think. So, wait, didn't we, what podcast was it recently where we talked about how you, people can, they take those uh, shit pills so they get the good poo in their gut and then they get the good bacteria? Yeah, you put other people's poo. So that's not sepsis? In your gut. Are no. You, are, you, are you susceptible to sepsis? Sepsisceptible? Is that how you say it? You feel good about that? Susceptible? No, I didn't feel good about it. It didn't roll off the tongue. That's not a susceptible. Susceptible. You know what movie I watched? I want to talk about this. Okay. The Meg. You did. I took a nap. Yeah. I had a headache. I want to watch it again. Okay. Is that weird to say? Why would it be weird to want to watch a movie a second time? I don't know, because it was supposed to be a fucking shit bomb, and I think most people think it was, and for some reason, I don't think it was a shit bomb. Well, that's fine. You're allowed to like things, right? I This isn't my normal type of movie to enjoy. But I don't know. Something about a big shark eating stuff, even though it's nothing like the book. Have you read the book? I have read the book twice. And it's sequel. But you love Megalodons. This has always been a thing. I love for Megalodons you. because of the mook the mook <laughs> the book Meg. Because of this source material for the Meg. That's why I love Megalodon, because I read that book. And the only thing they take from the book is the fact that there's a giant shark that is a megalodon and that the main character's name is Jonas. Is the theme song a cover by Steely Dan that's like Meg, absolutely. It will come Fuck. back to you. How? Meg, sure you, sure you weren't watching it, it when I was. Back to you. Maybe you heard it. <laughs> Maybe I, I can't did. remember what song they do, but there's like a, a Asian version, Japanese version of uh, some popular song on there. Can't remember what it is. Well, some pop song. That's very vague. Thank you. Yeah, we'll get. There. I like I like vagueness in podcasts. It gets the listeners hooked, engaged. 
I go like because they scream in their cars about so, how dumb we are. I was, you know, the other day I was at that street, you know, like what's it called, the street, you know. Anyway, I was driving down to get something, and I was, you know, watching TV. Are you guys enjoying this? <laughs> this is a miserable fucking time. I'm not enjoying this. No, you're not. I say we. Um, you want to talk about this album? You want to get it going? I think we have talked about it a little bit. I think it's time we should. Uh, you want to get it going? Hit the lights. You want to hit the lights? Let me get it ready. All right. Well, bam. I have hit the button, and it's going to come in slow on us. And if I lay my phone there, it's going to make digital noise, and I can't do digital. that. Digital. Digital. Ooh, listen to it, Michelle. Were you already so excited about the tone? I know it's kind of got that grating, poorly recorded tone, if you ask me. It could have been worse. It's definitely, I'm not going to lie, it's heavier than what I'm used to hearing from them. I do notice the difference between old-er and later Metallica. I don't know where it split. I don't know anything about them chronologically other than this was their first album. When was this released? 1983? We were not born yet. And these beautiful, beautiful songs were crafted and put onto tape. Real fucking tape. Beautiful songs. Oh, I, I fucking was jamming out. I understand, but I just want to <laughs> mention that the very first line in the first verse is "No life till leather." We're gonna kick some ass tonight. No life till leather. Sounds like how or Judas Priest, doesn't it? It does. No life till leather. Uh, I don't know. There's just something about this entire album. But these songs are crafted to perfection. It's, de- it's definitely much faster tempoed than other things that they've done. I consider this like they're a metal band. I'm not like super, as you can tell, I don't know a lot about Metallica. I know what I've heard in bowling alleys. Or what was that? Growing up, just much more, I don't know, the radio-friendly stuff. Like the Inner Sandman's. The Inner Sandman's the, give me fuel, the give fuel. Me fuel. Yeah. All the yeah songs. That's what I call it. Yeah. A lot of You're stuff like that. Like Master of Puppets. That's still metal. It's just I've never enjoyed their sound. Yeah. I but I I mean I notice a different sound in this. I can definitely hear something different. But it's still in the middle of the eighties. There's no way in the world that. James Hetfield is going to come through with a different sounding voice completely. No, but. it's still James for sure. going to be a lot of air guitar. I can't remember when I got this album, but I know I had it by the time I was 14. Okay. And I loved it. They were one of your earlier, like, Metal, yeah. I mean, I think fans, right? I think for metalheads in general, I think Metallica is definitely one of the first ones because it's one of the mainstream ones. Oh yeah, you know, it's one of the ones that some moms, including mine, would be like, "Ooh, Metallica!" Really? Yeah. I mean, she's not going to be like, "Ooh, Dying Fetus." Yeah. But she will say, "Ooh, Metallica." She likes like one and. Master Puppet. She liked when I played these songs. Is it because she likes Stone Cold Crazy? Maybe because they do that. Because this, this right, right here. here. Oh, here will be a better up. Here we go. I don't know, I don't know. 
Yeah. It reminds me of Stone Cold Crazy by Queen a lot. Yeah. I mean, that would have been what these guys were listening to as teenagers and stuff. It would have been Queen. Uh, Queen. And Queen. Led Zeppelin. Actual rock and roll bands, they just fucking amped it up, you know? Yeah, I enjoy this because of the Stone Cold Crazy sounding riff. It's, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you could remove yourself and almost be convinced it was a live version of Stone Cold Crazy for a second, but they played too fast. <laughs> it's even got the same solo style. Did you, did you do any reading on this album? I know sometimes you... I didn't retain much. Do some research. I didn't do any research on it. I've never really known anything about this album. Okay. I kind of like it that way. Because mm-hmm. to me, it's just a moment of time that was... I I hear magic in this fucking thing for some reason. You know, when you listen to an album and you just... It just hits you so perfect. I don't know why, but... Mm-hmm. When I'm I was sure working do. in the yard the other day, and I'm playing air guitar on like a rake, and I'm yelling in the yard, like, oh, it's so good! That's so good! And there's old man Cletus next door, just fucking <laughs> tending to his flowers, feeding the birds, watching the psycho next door, try and make the yard look somewhat better. That I've never psycho- met a, someone who invites and tries to um, deter birds more than this man. <laughs> Cletus? To, what's that I'm calling him for today? Old man Cletus? Because he has bird feeders in the back. Yes. Bird bath. Yes. But then we'll beat on things so birds don't shit on his truck. Yeah. And on other things. He's got two huge trees out front. And for years he's gone out. He used to just clap when he was a little more able-bodied. He would just go out front of the porch and just clap for like 20 minutes. And the joke was to always go out and bow and be like, thank you, thank you. <laughs> and then uh, <laughs> my uncle Mike, who committed suicide, uh, he came up with that joke. And ever since he did it, like Bob and I would do it. And then he moved on to just banging a bucket with a stick. Oh, yeah. And then for a while there, he was fucking throwing firecrackers in a bucket because he didn't even want to. Use arm strength, but he's pretty fucking old, and he's he does way more work than I do ever. Really old, and he still gets up. I'm just like, he still has that farm he tends to. It's because he still has that old school hatred. Yes, of the progressing world around him. Oh yeah, he hates that it. he's got to get up and remind everyone about <laughs> how well, things were better back then, and how Trump is gonna. You know, set us save free. the world. I agree. Heal the world. Heal Donald the Trump world. is the modern day Michael Jackson. Absolutely. <laughs> In twenty years, there'll be a documentary about how he raped two boys. Right. Those boys were willing. Right. Whoa, that was Michelle's statement and Michelle's statement only. My name is Sam. That wasn't me. All right, let's listen to the next song. All right, let's go on. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. What is this song called? This song is called Fucking Awesome by Metallica in the best days of their lives. This is called The Four Horsemen, motherfucker. 
Now, Dave Mustaine had a hand in writing a lot of these songs. Yeah, I saw that, but he was never actually in the band, right? Yeah, he was. He was in the band for a good while. Okay, I was confused about that because I didn't see his name on, like, writing credits on some of it. But then on some of it, I did see. Yeah. But I don't think that, like, band member, like, actually playing um, instruments is what it was. he doesn't play on this album at all. He is well gone by now. He has been kicked out for drug and alcohol problems, even though they all had alcohol problems. But So he was gone before they made it big or whatever? Yes, yes. Before this album, at least. This is the album that took off for him, though. But, uh, so yeah, they had two singles. This was a big enough album for them? This wasn't like a slow burn? Uh, yeah, it was a very big album. I mean, they were playing stadiums before. I'm just taking this straight out of the VH1 doc, or behind the music. Their statement is saying that they were playing stadiums before Metallica even saw their name. Or before MTV ever saw their name. They were already filling stadiums. So they're well on their way. Like, they're a big deal. Yeah. But uh, they kicked Dave out because he's a violent, or not a violent drunk, but like an asshole drunk. Yeah. And James is more like a goofy drunk. And those two, in tight quarters and in a van, can really not mesh very well. James Hetfield looks like a fucking asshole. I'm sure he can be. I could be wrong, but he could be a really nice guy too. But I don't really know. So they kicked him out. He looks mean. I'm sorry if you're listening, James, but you look mean to me. <laughs> so they kicked fucking uh, they must stay out, and they hire Kirk Hammett. Yes. So oh, curly-haired Kirk Hammett. Yeah. And then they have so the band on this album is Lars, who you know. James, who you oh, know. whiny Lars. Kirk, who you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. James. And then there's the bass player, my favorite member of the band, their entire career. Uh, you remember? Cliff Tim Burton. I just want to call him Tim Burton, but Cliff Burton. Cliff he, Burton. He's the shit. He's got that bass solo later. But he died in a bus accident while on tour. Bus crushed him. Yeah. This riff is so good. It's all so good. <laughs> to me, I, uh, I, I love know this is all you've been saying. I, it's, I don't have a song on. And this we don't really don't go. Like. Yeah, we don't really go into like a lot of. We do kind of talk a little bit. We used to not, but we do talk a little bit about certain. Nothing too specific. But, you know, we can't keep everything from each other. And all of that it's, just, it's been the whole time is just so good, so good, so good. <laughs> it's just something about these riffs that make my head just fucking go... Like, I just can't help but bang my head. This is the album that, uh, when it opens up, on the inside it said, bang the head that doesn't bang. Yeah. So that's where I got my email okay. address that I still use to this day from. There's like a whole genre of metal after this that sounds just like this. There's bands that strive to get this sound. They just don't because you can't. This was a moment in time. This wasn't... Yeah. This was the right guys in the right room with the right guitars with the right amps. It's just... It's weird when uh, lightning hits like that. And this, I don't... This was recorded in Rochester, New York. I looked at that. That was a little factoid I got. How many 
albums of this band do you like? Because this is not just a one album band, but you don't like everything that they've done. No, I don't enjoy everything. Uh, let's see. This one. The Lion King, Master of Puppets, Justice for All. I solidly like four albums. I like a bulk of another album, so I'll say five. Okay. Five total, and then I drop off. How many total albums? Five's still kind of a decent amount. To albums that they have? To like. Yeah, um, how many do they have total? Total? Fuck, at least ten. Okay. And I'm probably short on that, too. They just turn, once they come out with the Black Album, which is Enter Sandman, they just turn this, uh, they just become like a rock band no more. I don't know, it's not like this thrash sound where it's, you know, huge cymbal hits and 16th notes and just chugga 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 chugging and palm muting. I see like bullet belts in my brain when I hear this, and then when I hear like Enter Sandman, I see like... I don't know. A dad. And I didn't always used to feel that way. It was just once I started hearing, like, real heavy fucking metal, like, super heavy metal. I was like, oh, that's not as heavy as I used to think it was. But another person would listen to it and be like, oh, that's the heaviest thing I've ever heard. And then I would be like, well, listen to this. And they would be like, that's complete noise. That's not even music. You know, if I played them something that I think is actually heavy. Yeah. (laughs) Like, here, listen to Decrepit Birth. They'd be like, ah, oh my god. So, I talked about Mr. Uh, Dave Mustaine. Yes, you did. Writing songs and stuff and riffs on this. Yes. I have, in queue, after this song is over, a song called Mechanics. a long song, so. Yeah, yeah. Oh, is that the song that was, like, reworked, basically? Kind of. It's just different lyrics. Faster. Whereas this song is 7 minutes and 12 seconds. Mechanics is 4 minutes and 25 seconds. I think what Dave was doing here was, fuck you guys. I'm going to play everything faster. More technical. Fuck you. I'll show you. You think you're Metallica? Well, I'm fucking Megadeth. But Metallica has more... I'd say they're a bigger band. Notoriety, but yes. what about, like, respect-wise? It's up in the air, man. Megadeth has a huge fucking following, too. I would say that People Megadeth love is Metallica. technically better with playing their instruments. Megadeth? Like, yeah, I'd say Davis seems a way better player than James Hetfield. But James Hetfield probably writes better songs in the long run. All right, here we go. This is Mechanics. Sounds like shit. Uh. Sometime soon. Definitely sounds good. 
better voice. You like Dave's voice better? I don't know. I think it was more just a dig on James. I like the uh, the tempo. I like the tempo and I like the drum. Like, you have a drum and bass sound. Oh yeah, you're right. They do. I like it better. You might you might have been a Megadeth person. Uh, it's just totally. Yeah, I do like sides. this more. Honestly. I love Megadeth personally. Yeah. It's fucking wild, man. Oh, guaranteed this guy's a better drummer than Lars. I'm telling you, Dave was just like, fuck you guys, I'm going to play it faster. I think it was straight up, fuck you. And then he wrote it about sex instead of death. So he's like, oh, no, I'm going to play it faster. I'm going to fuck more chicks, too. <laughs> I want to hear a solo because then you'll get to hear Dave was, in comparison to uh, uh, Kirk Hammett. Was there a legality issue with him? And this because, or was it okay because he had writing credits? I, I mean, bet, how does that work? I bet he, I, I bet James wrote the lyrics for the Four Horsemen, and then he wrote the music. So I bet he was like, "Yeah, I wrote the music. I'm taking the songs." So that's why he wrote different lyrics. That would be my guess. And maybe at this point, it's up to the company or Metallica to go after him. You know? Maybe they. Oh, I thought there'd be a solo. Maybe they, that's why it's not as long. They haven't. What? They've never gone after Dave. No, and they're all fine now. But they, were they not fine for a while? For a long time, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I think there's still maybe tension that exists only in fans. Like, I think... Fuck yeah! Uh, <laughs> I think I like the Megadeth version better, too. I forgot how much I like Megadeth. <laughs> <laughs> but I think there's still a, the fans perceive attention still. Yeah. I always see memes like, oh, this one's better, oh, this one's better, blah, 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 blah. Who cares? You should because for a second there, they did that thing called the Big Four, where it was uh, Metallica, Anthrax, Slayer, and Megadeth. Okay. And they all played one show. And then at the end, they did a huge jam. Oh, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> Kirk Hammett sounded better on the other one. It's, yeah, it, it was definitely cleaner. This is definitely thrashier, for oh, sure. Oh, yeah, this is meant for attitude oh, yeah. instead of clarity. So that was mechanics. I got something to say. About Buffalo Wild Wings? Bunch of bitches cooking chicken. Now they're going to have to do without rum bag. bag. All right, that's f- so interesting to find out that you are a Megadeth person. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm a Megadeth person. We right. jumped to that pretty quickly. All right, so let's move on to another song that was uh, helped written by Mr. Dave Mustaine himself. I'm going to talk about more about Dave than I'm going to talk about James Hetfield. Yeah. I love this fucking song. Is it true that it was written with Hugh Tanner? 
before Metallica was formed, is what it says. But James Hetfield wrote this song with his high school friend Hugh Tanner before Metallica was even born. Maybe. I don't fucking know. I don't know who Hugh Tanner is. Just his childhood friend, I guess. His high school friend. I remember James Hetfield telling a story about how he was raised really religious. And that when a health class would come on, he would have her would start. He would have to leave class and go sit like in the library or something because his parents didn't want him to know about anatomy and like that wasn't God's way. So that's like the umbrella that was put under James Hetfield growing up. It's not God's way for people to reproduce and make more God-fearing people. I think it's God's. You got to know where to put your dick. <laughs> True, but I think it was for them. It was just pornographic. Yeah, almost. Just to even know. You'll just figure it out under a cloth. She'll know where it is. <laughs> so it's really funny when such religious oppression happens like that, and then it turns out to be like one of the lead metal bands of all time. Biggest metal bands of all time. I might say the biggest metal band of all time. Did they? This is written basically about loving Motorhead, right? <laughs> Maybe he did love Lemmy. It's just a, just another one of those songs. This whole album's got songs just dedicating their love to the whole scene. You know, just, at this point, these guys just lived and breathed metal. They were just going town to town every day in their van, drinking every day. What do you think that they were drinking? Beer? Oh, yeah. They had a nickname, Alcoholica, in their early days. Were they all dicks? I don't know. I don't think so, because I think that's why they got rid of Dave Mustaine, because he was a dick when he got drunk. What about Lars? Do you think he got nice when he drank? I bet Lars is... Oh, this will be fun. I'm going to try and figure out what drunk each one of them was. So Lars was probably like a... Oh, you're so great, man. You're so great. Oh, I love you, man. You're so great. Oh, I love you, man. You know those kind of guys that get all slobbery all over you and like put their arm around you a bunch. Okay. Uh, Kirk Hammett was probably loud. Like, he's real timid in general. Okay. So I bet he was like just fun. Never really got into trouble. He was just fun and loud. Okay. James Hetfield was probably like a prankster. He was probably the guy who would, like, ball tag you. You know, he was probably the guy that would, like... God, guys are so weird. Put shaving cream on your hand and tickle something. I am not a fan of ball tagging. That shit pissed me off when people started doing that. Like, fuck you. you oh. But you guys showed each other I did, your balls. I did do that for a bit. After the movie Waiting. Yeah, after Waiting came out, we were braining the brain. Uh-huh. Yeah, I did do that for a bit. But I wouldn't do it now. I'm not in my 30s. I, that, the part in the movie never made me laugh, and I always thought it was super weird and it's not because like yeah i just don't understand like everyone look at my nuts look at my nuts look at my nuts and then you have to like touch your nuts constantly <laughs> i'm touching my nuts constantly anyway but you're not holding them outside of your pants and making your pants? friends look at look at them not anymore that only lasted for like a month that doesn't happen anymore and it's still funny it would be hilarious if i turned the corner and adam had his balls out I mean, that would be funny, but... Yeah, that's what happened. We weren't just sitting still around like, weird. hey, man, look at my balls. It but was that's like, really what you were doing, it essentially, because like you did it for an entire month. It was like they pulled it from a delivery, and then the lights would turn the corner, and then you'd be there by the dumpster with your balls out, just with a big smile, and then we'd all lose it. 
great. It's just a weird thing. It's it a is, weird choice. It is. It would be weirder if we were like, oh, that you're gay, you're gay, you're gay. Ooh, fag, fag. We don't, we didn't, we don't say things like that. We weren't, we would always just be like, okay. I guess it's weird to also have like a part of your genitalia that you don't mind showing because it's like less offensive than the other part of your genitalia. Yeah, I, I don't have that. I wouldn't show him my dick. I mean, it would be like, well, no, because that'd be the opposite. I couldn't like clit flash, <laughs> because that's essentially the dick if I were a dude. So I don't have nuts. I don't have nuts to flash. Yeah, no nuts. I can't girl. be like, look at my ovaries, motherfucker. I can't be, you know, standing outside by a dumpster with my ovaries hanging out, and then someone comes around the corner in a car, and I'm like, ha ha, and everyone nope. just busts out laughing. Oh shit, her ovaries are out. That's another thing where it's not fair for you, I guess. That I guess. we get to have all the fun once again. I guess so. You get to pee standing up. Uh, yeah. And then true. uh It's nice too as well. You don't have to have another anything. part of your body that is like kind of offensive, but like less offensive, I guess. The, no, but the only price that we pay is that they're all all uh, they're awfully sensitive and they're out in the open, just ready to be hit. That's all. That's the only negative. Uh, I would say the main negative is that they're full of poison. Oh, yeah, that too. And they're a motherfucker when I try to sleep. If I could detach these babies and put them to the side like somebody has dentures, like in a jar with natadine or whatever, or go natadine to clean my balls. Or now you'd like it too. My balls would probably smell better. It's soaking something all night, and then I put them Jesus back on, Christ. and then boom. And then I could go to the store and get different balls. Black ones, yellow ones. Some as big as my head. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, I want to play. I got another. I got another Megadeth version of the song we just listened to, Motor Breath. This is called FFF. I think it's just this riff, though. Fuck Fatalica. Bags. Whoa. Whoa, Miss Chelle. Hey, it would have been 1983. Do you like his voice better still? Kind of sounds a little more like James. Has it same like, like strainy scratchiness? Oh, yeah, he's always. Been. Excuse me. Anyway, they just take a couple riffs from that album or that song. Oh yeah, he's got the strain because whenever you do James or uh, Dave Mustaine impression, you gotta go, you gotta pretend like you're pooping, and you go like, "Oh me, meet the real me." How did people take that though? So well, in your voice? No. First of all, when did the did this all come from the same album that Make a Death? No. So it was just at different times. It wasn't just one big giant like fuck no, you. No, no. And they barely used anything. It was just, just very few examples. So when it happened, people didn't think that he was being like petty or anything because it was so few and far between. Or did some people think? I think some people were just like, oh, you wrote it, man. Fuck them. It's yours. Do it, brother. That's the kind of the way I am if you wrote it. Is there an either or sort there's of thing, like a, mentality? Yes. There's definitely that fans. mentality. There's guys like me who like both. I I usually have a preference. 
and then what do you think, everybody? Do you like Megadeth or Metallica? <laughs> I want to know. Yes, I would I like to know. know. But uh, I probably err on the side of Megadeth nowadays for myself. They're probably better. All right, they got more albums. All right, let's move on. Jump in the fire. We're back to Metallica. We sure are. So, was it was it hard to listen to this time? The first time it was. Yeah. Like rough. Symphony X rough? No. Okay, so far from Symphony X? No, that was the worst so far. <laughs> Symphony the X even beat out Neil Diamond worse. or Neil Young. It would definitely would beat Neil Diamond for being worse. Bless you, my dear. No, thank you. Ah, namaste. Namaste, bitch. Ah. See, another one of those. It's just jumping the fire. This was the uh, you want to go bowling? Single. All I yeah. can smell is cigarette smoke. <laughs> like a nostalgic stroke. I could hear this being played at the bowling alley for sure. It just has that feel to me. Like, this is a little more laid back than what we've heard so far, I think. Yeah, I agree. So, and I would say that they got a little more tame. I don't necessarily want to say laid back, but they they weren't as, like, heavy riff, especially not percussion-driven, at least not in the same way. They slowed down. Yeah. It's, uh... It's not the beat of it's Yeah. It's it's got more like a pop feel. So it has a little and more it's of got a that bounce to it. Familiarity to me. And if you listen, it sounds like he was doing the kick drum for each beat. And still having the snare in there. And that's like a reggae trick. Reggae guys, they just every beat, they just hit the kick drum. And their theory there is that if that kick drum just grabs you, it just makes you bounce. Which is true. I still don't have any respect for Lars Ulrich, no matter what, and I'm sorry. I don't really either. There, I think there's definitely a time when... Like, I like his drumming on this, and I think he actually played all the way through. I don't think he's played an entire drum track in 20 years. Like, recording-wise, maybe even 30. I've seen so much footage of that dude just cutting and pasting drums together. Like, because he can't, he can't do it. Yeah, and I know. I have so many friends, and I have I've never been impressed by him. Where he just fucks up live. You can look up so many videos of him fucking up live, and I mean, like, parts that matter. Like, it's his part, and he goes to do a fill, and he like drop a stick. And I know that everybody can mess up, but if you're, if your job is to be the professional drummer, yes, you should probably not fuck up as much as he does. Yeah, I would agree. Everybody gets the right to fuck up every once in a while, but there's a point where if you fuck up this much, are you a professional? It's not even... <laughs> I mean, it's fucking up, yeah, but he doesn't even try now like he used to. I, as far I, as I can tell, I don't want to talk out of school because I don't fucking know the guy I don't know his routine. Well, but. no, but you and I have seen videos together where you've told me that he just doesn't... He wouldn't quite go for it 
when he'd be playing like an older song. Oh yeah, like he'll cut out double pedal parts. Yeah, he'll like he make things do, easier. He won't do as many fills. Mm-hmm. Anything for him to get up off the drums and walk around and look at people. Get up off of them drums. Which I actually enjoy a drummer being a hand, but I, I, I think he's more of an entertainer than a drummer. Is he a ham? Oh, yeah. He gets up off the drums and, like, runs on the edge of the stage and, like, you know, yells at people, like, yeah, come on, and stuff. Oh, yeah. I just know him as being, like, a grump. No. Just, like, when, complaining. No, no, he's actually... Those things you see, he actually seems like an okay, decently, like, fun guy to be around. I think he just comes off as a dickhead <laughs> for some reason. I think he's got the Bono effect. Where he's just, the way he talks is so pompous. He just seems like a prick. Oh yeah. But he's definitely a hand when he plays the drums because when he's when he plays the drums, he'll like he'll like try to do twirls with his sticks and he'll like throw them up in the air and try and catch them, which is part of the times that he fucks up all the time. And then he'll like he'll stick his tongue out as far as he can so while he's drumming, oh, he'll literally yeah. be like bah. Yeah. So yeah, he. I hands assume it up. that's him trying to be like hard. <laughs> I've always just thought he was super cheesy, but maybe I don't understand where he's coming from. I think he is cheesy. I'm gonna say this though: metal is cheesy in general. All of it. Oliver just yelled. But there's, I think, metal is cheesy no matter how technically heavy it is or whatever. I think. Every single bit of it is cheesy. It's cheesy in different ways. So come on. Because we're sitting around acting like we're Jump real tough fire. men. You know, we're sitting around like, oh, look at the bullet belts and the studs on my chains. And like, okay, well, let's boil, let's boil this down. All right, you have four cats. You spend your time playing Fortnite. And you sat around five Saturdays in a row clamping studs to a jean jacket. You didn't like sit around and learn how to That's like sexy. fight. You didn't sit around like, Learn how to be a lumberjack. You're not like tough, dude. Not saying that there aren't tough fucking metalheads, but I'm a metalhead and I am not tough. <laughs> you took a cheese grater to your jeans. No, not you. Not me. But you know what I'm saying. There's like I'm seeing there's people in, in that world. There's an inherent cheesiness to it all. Even the black metal guys. Look at yourselves. You you put a bunch of nails through a piece of sweatshirt, and then painted your face black and white, and you're. You think you're being serious? If you think you're being serious and you don't think it looks funny, you're fucking wrong. <laughs> it's fucking goofy. It's weird and it might throw off granny, but people in their 20s and their 30s, just okay, that guy's wearing black, white makeup and making a bunch of noise on a stage. Goodness, granny. Granny's got to have an easier so, time. Inherently, I find all metal to be cheesy. That's I don't fair. remember what my point was in saying that. But so come on. Oh, thank you. This is their cheese at this genre or at this point in their career. Their cheese is uh like we're in the club. We're metal metal. Metal metal metal. Do 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 do. You know what I'm saying? Metal metal. All right. I'm going to move Who on. Can I turn and then we're taking a break. I love this bass solo. This is Cliff. This is 
and you said that Cliff is still in the band? He died. He got crushed by a bus. Oh, he was the one who got crushed. Yes. He's my favorite member of all time in Metallica ever. Okay. And he's been crushed. He was killed after the... For some reason, I was thinking that, that was, they were two different people. He was killed after their third album. He was on tour for Master of Puppets, I do believe. They hit some ice. Was that a, Was that their third album? I'm pretty sure. I think Ride the Lightning is after this. And then third is Master of Puppets. Yeah, because fourth is Injustice for All. Uh, and Injustice for All is the first album without Cliff. But the third album, yeah, he got crushed. They were driving to the next show. And the bus hit some ice and flipped over. And it tossed Cliff out. And then the bus like landed on him. And then they tell a horrific story where they start to lift the bus up, uh, up to get it off of him. And they lose grip and it flams back on him. I don't know how devastating it was to his body already, but... I'm sure it wasn't good. No. So, and that's how he died. And they tell a really another crazy story where Kirk Hammett and uh, Cliff were arguing over who gets that spot because I guess it was like the most comfortable sleeping spot. And Cliff won the bet. So, like, if it would have been the other way, it would have been Kirk Hammett that got thrown out and crushed by a bus. Wow. Yeah, Metallica's got a fucked up past too because, I mean, James Hetfield gets burnt. At a concert, a couple of years, like probably right after the Black Album, I can't remember when it happened. But they were playing a show, and pyrotechnic goes up. And just oh, I think I remember hearing about that. Right side of his body, and burned the shit out of him. He finished that tour though. They had a guy cover the guitar, and he just did the vocals. He's got that wah pedal sound on it. Mm-hmm. You can hear it. So good. This description is funny that I have. It does say that it's a tribute to their headbanging fans. But then it says, Whiplash is a pretty serious metal condition of the neck, and if you headbang enough, you might just get it. Whiplash? This isn't Whiplash. Oh, I jumped ahead. Sorry. This is anesthesia. Pulling teeth. Sorry. I don't have notes for that. You don't need notes for this. Just let the bass solo take your body. Because this is just an instrumental track, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's why I didn't have notes for this. Sorry about that. I used to be able to play almost all of this up until the drum part. But that was like 15 to 20 years ago. He starts fucking wailing on Oh, yeah. I love that bass tone. I would like to have that bass tone. Someday with a member. Well, listen to him go. Oh, he's not done. He's not done. Oh, I'm not giving you that. Oh, that rolled right into it. Yeah, I know. It cheated on me. It cheated me. 
See, and I think that that was something that I had a, I think in my head, those two songs were also one when I listened to uh, it. Linked together. I mm-hmm. could see that. That makes sense. That would make so, a lot of sense. But I, I had looked at it and I was like, pulling teeth. Okay. And then, yeah. Fucking love it. Jumped ahead accidentally. But yeah. I've watched many a video of Cliff doing that live. You can find old footage of him doing it. I like Cliff so much because he always used to wear like the same misfit shirt every day. Just the white skull mm-hmm. with like a jean jacket on and jeans. He just had long hair. All he did was headbang. He, he was just the shit. There's like footage of him backstage <laughs> before a show. And the, this guy's like, this is the best pot this side of Florida. And then Cliff is just like, we'll see about that. <laughs> He's like rolling up joints. What? What? accent was that that you just did uh i don't he i don't know <laughs> just curious I, hey this, uh, that, this is this guy you know <laughs> he's just trying to identify drug that. dealer that's what it's called his drug dealer marijuana dealer of 1986 that guy sound like he deals breadsticks <laughs> all right so let's take a break what do you think I think that's a good idea. You like breaks. in the middle of the song, though. I think it's an interesting break. We're not in the middle of a song. We're not in the middle of a song, but where it connects and rolls into. I don't consider it the same. Well, no, not the same, but not the same. It's just interesting to take a break here, but we'll be back, yes, people. We will. It's motherfucking break time. Cat? You don't want him to attack your ramp, so I was helping you. Thank you. This episode of Couple of Critics Podcast is brought to you by... Hey, kid. You know the story. How many licks does it take to get to the Tootsie Roll Center of a Tootsie Pop? Per this paid sponsorship from the American Diabetes Association, it's time to stop one, two, three crunching, and it's time to start taking these licks seriously. My name is Frederick Ainsley Willoughby III, but perhaps you may know me by my stage name, Mr. Owl. For years, I've been inhaling Tootsie Pops while encouraging children to devour these pops of sugar in just three bites. Since then, I've teamed up with some new friends of mine, and we here at the American Diabetes Association feel you should stop eating Tootsie Pops in three bites and start savoring that flavor by resisting your urge to nibble and just lick. That's right. We want you to make every juicy drop last by licking your pops slowly. You don't want to end up like your new pal Freddy here and have to pierce your precious soft skin with a sharp and pointy needle filled with insulin every day because you ingested Tootsie Pops like a strung out methamphetamine junkie on a two-month binge of sucking the dick of a dealer just to lick the mirror clean. Now do ya? Take care of your beautiful youthful bodies and lick and suck your pops until every drop is gone. Don't overdo your intake by inhaling after three licks. Take it slow and remember, too much sugar will have you shaking like crazy Carlos on the corner who is always licking mirrors and screaming about how three is never enough. Don't blow it. Don't do too many Tootsie Pops. If you're doing it, stop it. Get some help. The American Diabetes Association wants you to give yourself a chance. A chance to find out all of the wonderful things you really can be. And so do I, Mr. Owl. 
And now, a word from Abraham goddamn Lincoln. All right, now, the fine folks here at the Couple of Critics podcast are allowing me, Abraham goddamn Lincoln, to sing a song in memoriam to my friend Gerardo Gemini of the River. And to help me today, I brought a good friend named Sassy Fras. One with the big ass. <laughs> How you doing, baby? I'm all right. Let's get this over with. All right. So here we go. This is a song that Gerardo, Gemini of the River, and I love so very, very much. Here we go. You ready? I'm ready. Hey, Jitterbug. Jitterbug. Something's bugging yeah. me. Yeah. Something ain't right. Oh, beautiful. My best friend told me what you did last uh, hold night. On. I don't play the guitar anywhere. Hold on. Let me sleep in my bed. I was dreaming and I should have been. Wake me up before you go, go. Don't leave me hanging on like a yo-yo. Come on, sing. Wake, Wake me, me up before you go, go. go. I don't want to miss it when you hit that. What do you think about this guy's vocals? Mm-hmm, I don't like his attitude. It seems way too clean and not very metal to me. Who is this? Ooh, listen to that. I like that. Um, Black Tide is the band. I just looked up Hit the Lights cover. That guitar player did not like what you had to say. Why? What did he say? What did, he, what did he fucking say? He didn't like what you had to say. Oh, fucking get him. So that's why he played that guitar riff for you. Oh, yeah. That was pretty good. I liked how he did his own solo. He didn't just play exactly what Repeat. was on the album. Which I think you should do anyway. If you're going to do a cover, and it's a solo time, unless it's like a real memorable solo, you should probably just... You should probably just uh, wail, man. You should probably just feed your souls into it. Butter up that soul and feed it on in. Ooh. 
Butter up that soul. Like warm bread. All right. Butter up that warm bread and just shove it down your gullet. With uh, apple butter? Is that, is that what it's called? Cinnamon butter? Apple cinnamon butter? I don't know what I'm talking about. What's that stuff they give you at the Texas Roadhouse? That There's nothing apple about that. Good thinking. That's just their uh, sweet butter, baby. It's delicious. Anyway, we are back reviewing Metallica. Kill them all. I say uh, we just dive right back into it. Yes. Because I got the metal madness. Let's kill them all and die right back oh, into this. All right. Let's go to Whiplash. You heard part of it earlier, but let's go back into it. You heard? Y'all heard? So smooth, so smooth. So this is the tribute to the headbanging fans. Fucking right. You get yourself whiplash, you can't stop it. There are actually serious medical problems that older metal dudes are having from uh, headbanging too much. It's always made me feel miserable after doing it. Uh, Tom Araya from Slayer, lead singer, he had to have neck surgery. And you know what happened? Since he stopped headbanging so much and paying attention to, like, I gotta be Mr. Headbang Showman, he could save his energy, and he started singing better. Like, he was hitting notes again that he hasn't hit in fucking years. Good for him. To go see Slayer again live and hear him go, ah! <laughs> was fucking awesome. <laughs> so this is the band's first single, correct? Yeah, yeah, they only had two singles. Earlier we heard Jump in the Fire, which was the second single, but yeah. And when they see singles... It's not like it charted really anywhere. Maybe on like some low metal chart. Yeah. And I did read that this album charted in the top 200 Billboard. Best albums of all time? No, I read that in 1986. It finally actually charted on like sales. Oh. It was released in 83, and I think in 86 it was like number 150 something. Which is still pretty cool to be on top 200 of sales. I. Would be quite the distinction. Especially then, they actually sold. Yeah, they just have that that metal sound this still. Chugging. Ah, so fucking metal. Whiplash! I think this is too. Like I think this is the first wave of metal that's not glammy too. I think this is like the anti-glam. And this would be '83. So I mean, I thought it was later '80s that went. No, what went into glam? When was glam? Was that coming out of maybe disco? Glam was. When was glam exactly? Maybe it was going on at the same time. I feel like glam was going on when we were. Born in babies uh, and like the mid 80s. When was Motley Crue big? I guess we would know if we'd watch Motley Crue's The Dirt, which what? I have absolutely no interest. Oh, yeah, no. <laughs> I don't give a shit. You don't like Motley Crue at all? Is there any Motley Crue you like? No. Me either. Not I can't at all. stand Motley Crue. I don't like anybody in Motley Crue except for Nikki Six. Yeah, I don't have any opinions really. Uh-oh. It's just fucking good old-fashioned thrash metal, man. When I started a band in high school, I, I wanted to sound like this. 
And I would still love to sound like this, even though it would be dated. You didn't want to sound like Brett Michaels? Alright, yeah. Okay, you caught me. Just asking. You didn't have you to go me. with it. You caught me. I'm yes and baby. I'm a yes ander. Alright, so shout at the devil. Dr. Feelgood and Girls, 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 1983 to 1989. So Metallica's going at the same time. But they are like, we are not bad. No, they weren't at all. Even Pantera had its glam time, but I don't think Metallica ever did. It seems like that wouldn't be their style. No, but I mean, you wouldn't think that of Pantera either, but they've got an unfortunate past. A very tight spandex and I don't know. I can see. Hair. I feel like I could see Dimebag. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Back in the day, you know what his name was back in the day when he was glam? Tight pants bag. <laughs> yeah. Diamond Daryl. Oh yeah, I know that. And then he got Dimebag because he was. He'd be on the road and somebody'd be like, "Man, you got any weed?" You know, like another fellow band guy, and he'd be like, "Dude, I'm so broke, I can't even afford a dime bag." So he became Dimebag because. Diamond Daryl wouldn't work as well either. And then he... I am Diamond Daryl. Was put in a dye bag. <gasps> How dare you. I'm just speaking the truth, man. <laughs> I'm just saying facts. I'm sorry. All right. I need another opinion from you. So we've been listening to Meg- Megadeth versions of things. Okay. And you liked that more. I did the first time. We're going to lay on... <laughs> we're going to lay on some Motorhead. They did a version of Whiplash. And I haven't heard it. So here we go. I love it so far. I just love Motorhead. I like that Motorhead is rock. More rock, less metal. That's what they've always said. We're rock and roll. Yeah, I I appreciate that. Because I fucking love rock and roll. I don't really dig metal. But I love... I mean, fucking hard rock and roll, I I dig. Yeah. I... Lemmy can say whatever he wanted. They were pretty metal sometimes. Yeah, just the songs that I know, like Ace of Spades, like their biggest hit, for example, yeah. that's fucking rock and roll. Yeah, oh yeah. I love it so far. Sounds very motorhead. Absolutely. Definitely very motorhead. I fucking love it, man. Yeah, oh. I I don't oh. know. It might not. Yeah. Uh, I probably wouldn't uh, have a, a problem with a Motorhead album in the future. Oh, there's. I think I would enjoy a Motorhead it. Album in I'm your sure future. there will. But there are lots of things that I'm interested in actually hearing because I don't dislike Motorhead. I just wouldn't really know where to start and like. I feel a little more like I would know where to start with, like, Black Sabbath, but that's another band yeah. that, like, there are, I don't know, there's good and bad, in my yeah, opinion, yeah. so I would like to hear more of, like, what you would think would be good. So there are, I mean, things like this that I do enjoy the sound. God damn it. But it's, good. to me, it sounds cleaner. Yeah, it was recorded later, too. That's good. That's good. Yeah, I like it. I just love Motorhead so much. I saw Motor. I've seen Motorhead once, and it was a magical time. My f- my friend picked up a random bottle off of the side of the street that had Southern Comfort in it, 
and drank it. And everybody in the line that was waiting to get into Motorhead all simultaneously went, oh! Yeah, that's disgusting. <laughs> I mean, if if for any reason, because it's Southern Comfort. Yeah. Well, that's a good reason. Because fucking yes, gross. gross. I, don't, I don't like sweetened whiskey. I don't, I don't understand. Either. I don't need cinnamon in it either. Like, even that taste. Like, so many people sweet- love Ugh. fucking, like, yeah, cinnamon no whiskey. Thanks. No, thank you. That was a really fun night, though. Just Adam, give me boybin. Adam and I went and stayed at a very fancy hotel with Mr. Hiltz and yeah. his current girlfriend. We slept on the floor. <clears throat> I had to be at work at like 1030. Okay. Uh, we got very drunk because that was when I was drinking. We got so drunk that uh, on the way to Kent Hilt's car that uh, <laughs> we ended up getting so lost that a bellboy guy was like, where are you guys trying to go? We're like, oh, we're just trying to get to the parking garage. We can't find the parking garage. And he's like, follow me. And he starts taking off and he's like, Four feet tall. Yeah. And he's got the total classic bellboy uniform on. <laughs> looks When I say bellboy, I should say bellman because I think he was in his 60s. It looks like he's... A bellman? It looked like he came with the building. Okay. <laughs> Classy. He, he takes us... He's like, follow me. We expect to go through like a lobby and hallways and stuff. Yeah. He takes us through this door, like double doors. And all of a sudden, we're like next to the laundry stuff. And he's taking us through. And all of a sudden, we're in the kitchen. <laughs> he like takes us through this back alleyway. Through places we're not supposed to be. Probably because it's the quickest way. Yeah, it was. And he, and he didn't want to fuck with it. It was. It was sweet. And he just popped us out right at the end. And all of a sudden, there was Mr. Hiltz just waiting for us in his car. And he was like, there you go, fellas. Have a good night. And we're just That's like, awesome. thank you, sir. And then I slept on a hotel floor and made it to work from Chicago, because it was in Chicago, at 1030 the next morning. Cool. And drank Gross. an entire bottle of whiskey as well. That's because... But no Southern Comfort... Not a drop. No Southern Comfort Not a for fucking you. drop. I'm not drinking a bottle off the side of the road in Ugh. a bag, and I'm not drinking Southern Comfort. <laughs> Agreed. None of this Across things. the board. All right. Would you like to move on, my dear? I would. My dear. All right. This is a song called Phantom Lord, and I'm going to give you a little hint or a little clue. I love it. Because of that sound. Phantom Lord. Sounds like space Coming down from above. Yeah. It's like David Bowie. Imagine David Bowie playing the guitar right there. Yeah, David Bowie. I will imagine him right now playing the guitar. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do it. Bones, 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 bones. You think he's bones by now? (laughs) Yes. How long has it been? It's been like two and a half years, I think. Huh. Almost three. Who knows? Something like that. Two or three years. All of the bugs have eaten his cartilage and his muscles and his skin away. Was he buried or was he cremated? I don't know that. Maybe he was cremated. I don't know. Maybe he was cremated. So, I can't really imagine ashes playing guitar. Don't figure it out. He's David Bowie. Bones, 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 bones. I love that fucking shriek. So fucking metal. 
I don't know anything about current metal or current metal kids. But I don't. I wonder if they would like this, or if they would call it like cheesy, or like too old. You know, how you were telling me that Hayden heard some rap from the '90s. From the '90s, and he said it was just too old, like it's horrible. Yeah, kids will argue like that's not rap. Listen, little man, what you're listening to isn't rap. When a guy just says the same fucking word twelve times, doesn't open his mouth. Yeah, that's not rap, motherfucker. That's called a pill addiction recorded into the audio form. That's what that's called. Kids don't know. I didn't know. What about the drug references and stuff? About how bad some of the stuff was that I was listening to at the time. Unless you want to start listening to some of that stuff. We can review a Britney Spears album. We can go there. I'm clearly not afraid to go there. <laughs> clearly not. You listen to Britney Spears? <clears throat> yes, and I hated her. But it you was listened a, to it. But it was a conflicting thing. Did it was you, like, I hated her, but I secretly liked her. Did you hate her because of Justin? No. I didn't give a shit. I don't know why you think I care so much about Justin Timberlake and for my opinions about him. Because he was your crush. So were you. Hey, crush. And look at what I've done with my life. So You formed no opinions based around me. (laughs) Do I, though? Do you? I don't know. We have a whole podcast based on opinions. (laughs) It sounds like the guitars were recorded... In a fucking hallway or some shit. Like, it sounds weird. Yeah, this is a time in metal when, uh... Snares... You hear the room. God damn it. Yeah, this is a time when snares and guitars were highly reverbed for some reason. Yeah, that sounds so bad to me. After uh, Later albums, it goes away, and later in metal in general... You get more towards that. We want you to hear how accurate we're playing. Yeah. So they take away all that reverb out. I have a feeling that the reverb was used heavier, heavier back in the day because guys weren't as accurate in their playing. So they were more just like playing as fast as possible. Are you playing the remastered version? I'm not playing the remastered deluxe version, no. I am playing a remastered release. Yeah, I'm, I have the one that you sent me. <laughs> I think. I don't know. Is there any bonus tracks or is it just 10? It's just 10. Okay. Yeah, that's the one we're listening to. There's another one that has like a bunch of live. So they let it sound that imba- imbalanced? It's remastered. It's not remixed. Remixed is when you got yeah. your. Yeah. I don't know how to mansplain it to you. And I mean. You don't, want to, you don't want to take that away. That's still the tone of this album. I would be upset if you took that reverb away because that's what I'm supposed to be hearing. You know, uh, that's what I'm used to. Oh, I love that song, though. So you... There's another band that you might be listening to in the future, and I'm sure you will once we, I start running out of things, called Rigor Mortis. You'll never run out of things. Well, once I start having to dip into deeper things. That's fine. Rigor Mortis? Yes heavy reverb sound on the guitar and not just the solos you know how in this the rhythm guitars aren't reverbed out you can hear them and you can tell what they're doing yeah 
Rigor Mortis, that whole album, the reverb on the guitar, reverb on the snare. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it took a few listens for me to be able to like <laughs> figure out what was going on. Yeah. And now it's one of my favorite albums ever, but very reverb sound. There's, there's just a sound that Slayer had that for a while. Megadeth has that for a bit. Venom, a band that I fucking love. It was all reverbed out for Venom. some reason. And I sincerely think it's because they weren't playing the notes so accurately. So if you add reverb, it kind of muddies it up. It kind of you kind of get away with shit. Add effects. I think distortion does that too. And you can... love that dirty water. Mm. All right, let's go on, my dear. I'm gonna call you my dear this whole podcast. My dear. I wish deer made a specific sound that everyone knew, so I could make that sound. I saw four deer on my way to work this morning on the scooter. It was pretty cool. Were they smashed? No, they were all very young, and they all ran across the street into the woods and off into their lives. Meadow of peace. I hope. So run into me tomorrow. All right. No remorse. Let's do it. No remorse. No regrets. Stained? I didn't hear that until just now. Stained? Oh, did you hear it sound like Stain to you? In the very beginning. What is that song? To my mother. To my father. I heard that in the beginning. I don't know, but I don't want to know that. (laughs) It wouldn't be... It's not like Metallica was like, man, this Stained album's really good. (laughs) Yeah, it's going to come out in 20 years. Nah, it wasn't that long. Uh, let's see, probably came out 15 years later. I hear when that it. Come out? I would have said like Maybe. 99. I'm, uh, was it on that album that had a... Mud Shovel? Mud Shovel? Yeah. So Wait, I remember, it? I don't know. I remember listening to that album in 8th grade, so... I'm going to look right now. Look it up, my baby, my dear. <laughs> Yeah. Love it. I love his voice on this album. It's got the shriek. No, it's not that album. Sorry. Uh, I love the no, sh- no yeah house. Yeah. And it did happen earlier. But it's not like it becomes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's on break the cycle with a. Uh, it's been a while. It's called For You. But that's not what we're doing. It just makes me think of that. So good. <laughs> that's all I've been saying. It's so good, man. It's so good. It's, it's just so tasty. It tastes so good. I'm gonna suck it out like a go <laughs> Oh yeah. It's got a nice groove to it, but then it's right back in the. It's so unlike Metallica that groove is for me. Like they're not groovy like that. Usually they're just fucking rock. Yeah, it's so it's weird. Rock and roll, you're right. 
I gotta, I gotta spice it up a little bit. It's just unusual. It's just not something I think I've ever heard them do before this song like that. I often wonder if they would still be like a more thrash metal band if Cliff hadn't died. And I think a lot of people wonder that. But who knows? They might have been even mellowed more out. Do you think he had that much pull? I don't know if he had that much pull because I feel like it was James and Lars writing everything. And it was just here you guys are the guys who play it. I don't know though. Oh yeah. The song changes up quite a bit. Yeah, I love it. Different variations of sounds too. So good. So good. <laughs> you know how there's albums? I'm interested to find out if it happened for you. The wall that accompanies most albums where you kind of zone out. Yeah. I, for some reason, do not have that at all in this album. Ever. And I'd be interested to know when you check out, because I'm sure you checked out at some point, right? Or was it just kind of a melange of noise the whole time? It varies based on each listen. It was different each listen. I almost asked you one of your questions. I know what you were going to ask me, too. But I think it's interesting when albums do that, when they do change with every listen, where at first it's just, it is just more like noise because you're like, I'm not going to like this, and then yeah. you just kind of ease into it, and then you start to notice things that you like more or dislike more, Yeah. unless it jumped out at you like really hard at first. It seems like... Every time for every album, the third listen is the one that kind of that you can you can almost be like, okay, this is pretty much my opinion. It's the turning point. And how do weird. I embellish? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. that's what happened with me on Hanson. That first one was like, blah. Mm-hmm. And the second one was like, okay, not as bad. And the third one, yeah, this like, first okay, one well, was. Now I'm actually like got a grass spot. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so since. Metallica was such a huge band. They were very influential on many bands. I've got another cover for you of that song by Cannibal Corpse. Tell me if you prefer this guy's voice. <laughs> Seriously stained, man. Ooh, my mama. 
you know what song that is? What? To my mother. To my father. Figure it out and we'll play it. I did. Okay. It's called you For You. All right. I'll look it up and I'll play it next. Stained For You. First of all, can you notice it's lower? Way heavier. It is lower. You can hear the bass heavier. Oh, yeah. This is uh, a way more produced album and recorded way later. And it's actually played with lower guitars. They're like playing in B, whereas Metallica was in E. All right. Not yet. Waiting for some vocals. I want to hear if you like this more than James Hetfield. Because so far you like Lemmy and you like Dave more. No. What? Oh, keep listening. <laughs> I love this. I shit. like this. The I think that's. I think the guitar is interesting. With that. So this is what Cannibal Corpse always sounds like. Except the guitars are always much faster. I fucking love it. <laughs> Alright, so next, <laughs> we're going to take quite a leap and go... To See this. if you hear it. I will. Let's, let's play it. It's for you by Stan. I hear what you're saying. That's what I hear, because I hear that it's like that same riff, but they just took it and slowed it down. You can... But it's just that that riff is what I heard. Yeah, I don't know. I just... I get what you're saying. Now that I hear them back-to-back, they don't sound as much alike, but I still... They're in the same world. That's way slower. If I'm going to find something, I mean, my brain's going to try and find something and go somewhere. So I love that, though. That's what I love about doing this podcast. It it always happens the most with vocals. Like, I'll say, you don't hear this, or you'll say it to me. You don't. David Lee Roth in the Guar. Yeah. You don't hear the Michael Jackson and the Hanson. No. So I love getting these other insights. Like, I would have never, ever, ever thought Stain because I didn't remember that riff existing at all yeah but i would have never been like oh yeah that sounds like standard and then i would have never looked up for you by stand and listen to it no but so thank you couple of critics podcast you're welcome <laughs> all, right. all right we got so two this more next song wasn't a single but, no no but then how do i know it because it just ended up being the most pop popular song of this album for fans that's so interesting to me uh and i'll give you a reason why i think it's because it's really easy to play on guitar okay and it's an appealing riff to play on guitar it is crazy to me that this wasn't a single i'm shocked you should play it yeah so when you so when you hear this intro and it's got that here seek and destroy yeah seek and destroy that ding when you first learn how to make that noise you're like oh i'm so fucking good and it's really easy. This song is really easy to play, but it's really fun to play. And so when you're a guitar player and you started playing guitar to listen because you were listening to Metallica anyway, you're like, oh, I want to be like Metallica. And you're like, oh, I can play fucking Seek and Destroy? Hell yeah. And then it just turned into 
a song that so many bands covered. I mean, Corpuside did it. Yeah. Uh, I have that memory I told you about. Uh, driving by or riding my bike by uh, the Big Four that one time and that band outside was playing it and I yelled at them because they were fucking with the lyrics. It's just, for some reason, I don't know why, it just took off. And not in a single wise, not in radio play wise. It was just... Really? I really think it's just because of guys who play guitar. That's crazy. Because this was and the I only think, song that I confidently knew. Yeah, and I think it became maybe a radio song you might hear eventually. Never really have. Maybe every once in a while. Uh, maybe a mandatory Metallica and when WBN plays two Metallica songs back to back and they tend to go for yeah. a, they usually go older song, newer song. Okay. So then they might have played it then. Guys at the bowling alley, they would have totally been doing that. And yeah. And that may be where I heard it. I loved going to the bowling alley on the weekends, but it was when it was still, uh, you could smoke in there. Yeah, oh god. Well, now it doesn't even exist anymore. No. Um, but, which is a fucking shame, but yeah. whatever. Um, yeah, I just remember a lot of metal, hard rock songs. Oh, yeah. Mostly metal type stuff. It'd be a lot of Metallica, a lot of like ACDC and shit. Uh, Stone Temple Pilots was one I would hear all the time. That's really? the East Bowl too. Not It'd be me. like Stone Temple Pilots, Metallica, ACDC, and that's basically it. Huh. <laughs> oh yeah, I remember. You and I must not have been there at the same time because I never heard SDP. Did you ever go there and smoke? <laughs> I don't think so. That always bothered me. I've never smoked cigarettes, so I've like, I, I didn't hated it, but I, I did off and on for a while. Got to college, tried to uh, hang out a little bit, got sick. <laughs> I got sicker on Marlboro Lights than I did on clothes. Uh, I can't imagine you smoking a cigarette. It was not enjoyable, but. <laughs> I thought I'd try. I could never get used to it. I couldn't get addicted to the nicotine because I was so fucking miserable. And it would lay me out. I would be sick. I would be, like, pale. Yeah. I'd be, like, sweaty and freezing. Like, it just fucking laid me out. It made me sick. That's nuts. Uh, I, of course it did, though. It's fucking awful for you. And I'm such a pussy it. with things. I'm super sensitive. You're a sensitive girl. You're a sensitive woman. Yeah, I know. I'm no girl. I'm a 33-year-old woman. <laughs> you don't tell me what to do. <laughs> yeah, let's new go. I definitely have my soloing technique from them. There are things I can hear from this album that I feel definitely uh, influenced you at some point point in some way oh yeah i mean i learned how to solo by playing these solos is that james no uh maybe every once in a while but kirk hammett's the main shredder so was dave mustaine was the shredder and then they fired him and got kirk so to get another shredder in addition to james yeah, James also plays guitar. And he'll play some leads, but I don't think he's the... He's not the shredder of the group. I think Kirk can play 
technically faster than Mr. James can. But James is a fucking good guitar player. I don't want to talk any shit about that. And out of the group, Lars is definitely the worst. Yeah. <laughs> Playing-wise. I'm not even going to talk about personalities or anything like that, but just playing. And if you start to play the drums and you start to listen to his fills, you, sh- you can kind of start to make fun of him. Like, okay, yeah, here he's going to come in on beat three again. Like just it's almost it's just predictable. It's very predictable. And he does, like, weird things like... I don't even know how to explain it. It'd be very nerdy for me to try and explain it, but it's just the way he hits cymbals and beats and pauses. I guess it's his own style. Kudos to him. But it seems almost like amateurish. Amateur. But I'm also going to say this. This is a world where, especially in metal, where we expect you to play 88 drums in less than a second. So. 88 drums. 88 beats. Both. <laughs> like... I know people have complained about Pantera's drumming saying that it's too simple. And they're like, oh, can we get somebody like Joey Jordison or somebody who plays a little faster? Because there wouldn't be that sound then, man. Yeah, it doesn't always have to just be as fast as you can and as crazy as you can. I'm of the ilk now that, no, just write the song. Serve the song. The song doesn't have... A song is not an exhibition of your physical talent. A song is a song. And it... I don't know. I just don't think the heavier necessarily the better when you're already in the world of heavy metal. Because then it just turns into noise after a point. Well, I can argue that it doesn't even... It almost becomes the opposite of heavy because that's what's happening all the time. Just super repetitive. Yeah. Yeah. Once you make that the norm, then it's no longer extreme. Which is why I find albums... Well, like when everyone's called everything epic for a while. Yeah, yeah. Same thing with awesome, though. Which deems it all not that. Yeah. I, I have the same problem with awesome. I think... Did it really make me go, ah? I, mean, I think some things are more... I think that I think that awesome is can be used more than epic. Because epic is like... Like huge, like life changing, like yeah, like like a mountain is epic. Yes, like something <laughs> that is just like enormous. You can't just say like this time I had was epic. Not and not a guacamole of guacamole you got from Subway because <laughs> it makes everything better. Every sandwich is better with guac or something, isn't that what that adds? I don't know. Make a rock with guac. I don't know. I wouldn't think to put. I don't know. I'm just not. I like guacamole, but I'm not a huge like avocado crazy person. Guacamole, guacamole, guacamole. All right, we have one more song. We do one Uno more mas. motherfucking song. And my God, they played it live, and I was so excited because they said they hadn't played it live in a long time, and I've only seen Metallica once, so it worked out for me. Here we go, Metal Militia. They have only played this live once. Uh, they said uh, they said they hadn't played it live in a long time. I've only seen Metallica live once. Once was enough. What? How old were you? Let's see. Probably twenty twenty one. I bought a bootleg shirt from a guy in the parking lot, and when I put it on, the 
logo in the whole print was like just to the left of center and a little bit angled weird. So it was definitely a fucked up print that they just bought for real cheap. Yeah. I only got it for like 15 bucks though, which was probably 15 bucks cheaper than the one inside. <laughs> That's funny though, because you know Metallica still probably made a cut off that. They probably brought those boxes with them. And we're like, hey, go sell these to guys out there. <laughs> Genius. You don't get that James Hetfield voice anymore. This doesn't sound like he usually does. No, not I at all. This it. is very different. I love it. So heavy. We're trying to get the best HBO. <laughs> Shout out to Adam Cutter on that one. We've been saying that for so many years. Metal militia. Militia. Another example of just at a time where you just always had to be like, we're metal, metal. Metal, metal. This is who we are. This is what we stand for. We don't fuck around. There's so we many came ba- to fucking tear things up, bitches. <laughs> There's so many bands with uh, albums and songs of this time dedicated to like, we are the metal. <laughs> we bring the metal. We are the, the metal, the metal, metal, metal. Leather Rebel. I think you remember the Judas Priest episode. I do remember Leather Rebel. Wasn't there a song about metal in that one, too? Metal something? Probably. Fuck. you tell me you haven't listened to that Judas Priest album every week since we did the podcast? I believe I said at the end of the podcast that I'd never listen to it again, and that is what I have held true to. <laughs> I, I, can, I don't think either of us have continued to listen to an album of the other one. No, I did save Rat Fink. I have listened to Rat Fink. My misfits. Yeah. I have not listened to anything. But I don't. I don't know. I don't love it. Not by choice. That's not true. I, uh. I heard three Alanis Morissette songs today on the radio. Okay. Fucking three of them. From that album? Yes. You knew all of them? Yes. And then, uh. Two 311 songs. Wow. Yeah. They changed the radio station today at work to something that's, like, actually listenable. Yeah. And I'd just walk out and be like, oh, fuck, it's this song. It's more like 90s alternative. Yeah. So now my ear is picking up on Alanis Morissette songs. <laughs> I'm, I'm broadening your horizon to more uh, top 40. Oh, no. <laughs> Bless you, I my dear. I am a goddamn dear. sneeze monster. Sorry. Did you sniff some pepper? I've got the allergies. Well, it did get really warm and then cold, and now it's getting warm again. Oh my it's goodness! Fucking with everybody. Yeah, it was. It gave me a headache. I have seventy degrees. I had a headache yesterday. It was a high of seventy degrees, and then by last night, it was a low of uh, thirty-five. Yeah, riding in the work this morning on the scooter sucked. I was back to like full everything, you know, like the yeah. face mask and scarf and three coats and 
That's what sucks about living in the Midwest as we do is that so many times the weather, which I'm sorry to be talking and complaining about the weather, but... And I don't know how it is other places. I just know here that we deal a lot with... Sometimes within the same day, it will, like... The temperature will drop, like, 40 fucking degrees from one day to the next sometimes, yeah. and it's crazy. It fucks with you. And it does fuck with you. It fucks so. with, like, your sinus pressures. And oh, yeah. Oh, the, the metal militia is marching in, Michelle. They're marching away. You know why? Because they won. Because they won, and we finished the album. We did it. We're out. We motherfucking did it. You listened to Metallica this week. I did. You did it. I did. Five years I, ago, I never would have thought this would have happened. I knew this was coming. You, what, Metallica in general? Of course. Which is interesting because I told you that I didn't. I was trying to think of an album for you, and all of a sudden Metallica just popped into my head, and I was just like, whoa, I haven't thought of Metallica once during all of this. I don't know how that's possible because I thought you love Metallica. It's a strong word. Interesting. I love Metallica albums. That's what I mean. Yes. And if you, if there are at least four that you stand by solidly. Yes. It just seems surprising that that wouldn't be on your list of things that you would think of to give me. I don't ever listen to it. I think that's why. Like, this is the first time I've heard this album in maybe eight years. Mm hmm. Which is why I think it hit me so hard again. Yeah. Which is why I was jamming out so fucking much. And why I was saying, this is so good so much. Oh, this is so good. I hadn't heard it. Oh, yeah. In such a long time. So good. Ow. I like it. I like it how it feels. And I like it how it sounds. This is so good. That was that was offensive. What are you talking about? I'm just uh, someone I'm super indulging in something. Did I sound like a specific You sounded pretty someone? southern- to me. I don't want I said, you making fun of rednecks. Okay. I heard that redneck tone in your voice. You were mm -hmm. like, you were like, what's up? Well, I was trying to do an Australian accent, so damn. Do, do an Australian accent right now. Good day, mate. I don't know. I'm not good at fucking. Good. That was good. Good day, mate. I, I just have to, oh, I just have to think about Jim Jeffries or something. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I love Jim Jeffries. <laughs> love, love, love. Okay, him. then say cunt. I a cunt. <laughs> See that that's more fucking like British almost. I a cunt. I a cunt. There you go. You got to I a cunt. It, the, the the trick is cutting off T's. You can't pronounce T's. Hey, a cunt. <laughs> ah, everything kind of sounds a little more. It's almost. It kind of has it like a, a southernness to it, but it like it, you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. Like it's almost. Yeah, cunt. You could do an amazing Paula Dean. Oh. Uh, um, butter. <laughs> Everything's better with butter, honey. Butter. All right, so we are through. I will get the divorce papers. <laughs> <laughs> this is the one. It wasn't Symphony X. This is happened. <laughs> this is the one that ended it all. Okay, but for sure it'd be the Symphony X. So here we are. We are to the podcast question. Oh, it's podcast question time. It's time. Here we go. <laughs> Questions. Answers. All right, so... Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> I hope you picked that up. <laughs> I'm sure it did. We are a gassy bunch tonight. <laughs> I was out my butt. Uh, yeah. So why did you choose this particular album? 
Because out of, as you said, there are other Metallica albums that you like. Why this? Uh, well, Why it's my this? favorite. It's my favorite Metallica album. Okay, that's a good reason. And okay, so just told the story. For some reason, Metallica just popped into my head, and I was, I didn't even think about it. As soon as Metallica hit my head, and I was like, okay, that's it. And then I went kill them all. And there's another good reason too, because this is the furthest away from the yeah. James. Yeah, the oh. yeah, yeah, the James Hetfield that you've told me yeah. you do not enjoy. So, and it's the furthest away from probably Metallica that I thought you would have been familiar with, but it's also my favorite album. So, okay, it was uh, I got three burns, three birds stoned at the same time. So you know that I mean there I do have an opinion of Metallica going into this. What do you think I thought of this when you told me when you gave it to me when you said Michelle Metallica, Metallica Michelle. Uh, uh, fuck. This is payback. Okay. That's what I thought you thought. I did. And I still kind of do a little bit. But it's not. Okay. I I haven't... I told you to plant a seed, to plant a flower, to plant a rose, and you planted Metallica. Yep. So... That's what made... Your album made me feel good with happy feelings, and then, uh... Took you to the so, dark side. So took, no, I went to my other happy feelings. No, shit like this makes me so happy. <laughs> Evil dark music makes me so happy. So <laughs> what was my judgment prior to listening to this? I thought it was going to be fucking tough. I have a prejudice about Metallica straight up. I've never liked anything they've ever done. So I don't know if that's really a prejudice. I think that's a fair judgment because I've heard many Metallica songs. I've slept with one eye open. I've clenched my pillow tight. Not into it. Don't like it. So I was uh, everything I've ever heard. I was. I thought this was just going to be just like it, which I know Samba's always really been hard on uh, there being a difference. And I was never. I was always just like it's all the fucking same. So I did notice a difference Good. that I was not Good. expecting as much. Um, how many times did you listen to this, Sam? Probably five. How about you? I made my minimum three. Bam. And that's why I think that because it was three times, it was specifically different each time. The first time was rough. Second time was easier. I was able to think about it from a more neutral spot. Mm -hmm. And then there were actually things that kind of started standing out to me positively on the third listen. So there was definitely a metamorphosis. I went from a cocoon to a butterflue. (laughs) Not a butterfly, but a butterflue because I got sick and died at the end. Um, What was your least favorite song, Sam? Do you know this? Is Uh, this easy for uh, you to come up with? Yeah, I gotta look at the song titles. Do you have one? I do. Why don't you tell me yours? My least favorite song was Phantom Lord. Okay, Phantom Lord. First it. of all, the fucking title is dumb. Just, <laughs> you, just don't, you don't like things like that in general, do you? That's just super cheese. I just have no respect for it. I'm sorry. I should. I should. Phantom Lord. But I just make fun of it. It's just so super easy. I apologize. Let's go for it. But I think the guitar tone is awful. And I had made the note previously that... I don't like the weird, like, echo on his voice. Yeah, he's definitely got a delay reverb action going on there. So with that tone and then also the guitar, not this, but, like, when it comes in, as we discussed earlier, it just sounds weird. So 
Interesting. Phantom, Phantom Lord. Lord. I don't enjoy the way that it sounds. What is your least favorite song? My least favorite is this song that many people, including I, call Jump in the Fire. Jump in the Fire. I can just sing it. You don't have to play it. Oh, we're playing it. Jump in the Fire. Out of all of it, I just think it's the corniest. It's got the most, like, Definitely the corniest, I would say. shaking. Lyrically, for sure. Yeah, I don't know. And it's... It sounds like a bar tune. Yeah, definitely. It's definitely the most bar of it all. It's definitely the most... Like, I don't know. Just I can smell beer and cigarettes the most. Yeah, I've smelled cigarettes so much listening to this, I can (laughs) taste them almost. (laughs) It's it's not pleasant. Uh, So that's my least favorite. I still like it. It's just... Yeah, understandable. It's just the one that doesn't work the most for me. So I'm not going to lie. When it comes to choosing a most favorite song, this was not easy for me. Okay. Um, Which the least wasn't really super easy either. It didn't, it jumped out as being something I didn't enjoy, but it wasn't like, I hate this song. Okay. Um. And there was no song that specifically jumped out to me that I I had to choose while we were listening to this podcast what my favorite song was. And uh, I went with Hit the Lights. I think I I like ah. the uh, I like the guitar in it. I like the change ups. I don't know. <laughs> you don't know. I liked it the most. Here we go. It almost it sounds kind of like motorheady. And it sounds, this is the, one that sounds like, uh, fuck that Queen song the most. Oh, and Stone Cold Crazy. Yeah, it sounds like Stone Cold Crazy. That was the guitar that I liked. I liked the, that riff. Yeah. This is a good song. This is my second favorite. It's a yeah, good song. Hit the lights. And I love that. Hit the lights, the lights, the lights. The <laughs> reverb, or that echo on it. I like, I like that echo a lot. I like the echo. All right, you want to hear my favorite? I do. It's called Metal Militia. Really? Yes. Fucking love this song. It's so fucking metal. Uh, I don't. Everything about it is as metal as it can be. Falls to the wall. His voice is the most angry on this, I believe. It's like. <laughs> Love it, which is why it was so cool when they played it live because it was my favorite song. Yeah, and they, they specifically said we're only playing this because it's the bass player's birthday and it's his favorite song. We haven't played this in a long time. We just fucking busted it out. So you lucked I was out. So happy. Yeah. So happy. I think it's got every example of like. Upbeat metal, up tempo metal. And that, uptown dun, dun, metal. And that riff. It's got that uptown dun, metal. Dun, 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 Metallica Joel. It's just not a usual metal. It's almost like a jazzy. Yeah. It's definitely uh, fast. Yeah, yeah. So that's my favorite. All Bam. right. So you, you kind of talked a little bit about this, but not specifically. Um, how did you originally feel about this album? 
I loved it from the minute I heard it. Always. Yes, always. Okay. I think I had known Seek and Destroy before this, so I was already kind of primed. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I just I loved it from the beginning. Was this your first Metallica album, or was another album responsible for making you go back and listen? I'm going to take a guess that I probably had the Black Album first, which had Enter Sandman on it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take a guess that I probably had that one first, but I have a feeling that I probably got almost all the early ones all at the same time. I feel like I had them all just like, just ready and going all the time Yeah, at a point in my life. Because I really don't think I had them separately. I don't have any memory of like holding Kill Them All and being like, I had this for a while. I just have a memory of putting Metallic on like a constant reel of playing at one point in my life. Mainly when I started really getting into guitar playing. Okay. Like I had been playing the guitar for a couple of years, but I think this band was responsible for being like, oh, I actually want to like learn how to go. Changing the direction. Yeah. I want to learn how to do that. Okay. Would you recommend this album today? Yes, absolutely. All right. Especially to metalheads. Okay. Especially, especially to metalheads who don't listen to any kind of shit like this. We were just only into like real crazy death metal. Mm-hmm. I feel like this album, because a lot of those guys hate Metallica. Okay. They think it's too like old man. That's pussy shit. Yeah. But this album is so fucking like old school metal that I think they would respect it because they love old older metal bands like Venom and shit. So I think this would be in that realm for them. Okay. This, you're still wearing bullet belts and playing this music. Chain wallets, Jesus tight jeans, and for off a lot of those reasons, would I listen to this again? I can answer that for you. No. No, 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 never again. Hit the nose. Hey, hey, oh, oh, hell no, no, the lights. All right, so I am going to, um, I'm going to change things up a little bit. I'm going to make things, this next thing that we're going to do is listen to a, a super fun album. A super fun album. This is, a, this is a more current, a more recent album. This is an album that, uh, it's just a good time of the year for this. Um, and I didn't want to wait for you to give this to me because... I technically told you about this because I heard it first. So um, I'm going to give you Lifelong Vacation. Nice. By the Sloppy Boys. Nice. Yeah. You knew what it was. I could figure it out while you were talking. Preface that shit. Preface. I don't just throw it out there. All right. So that's the podcast. I'll lay it out a little bit. So yeah, Sloppy Boys Lifelong Vacation is next. But we just reviewed Metallica. Kill em all. And you're welcome, everyone, for it. Oh, uh, yeah. By the way, thank you so much. I'm gonna count. What? No one can see that your finger fucking a lamp. <laughs> <laughs> they don't have to know. Uh, I was gonna say thank you, everyone, for listening. Subscribe. Do the things you're supposed to do to podcasts to make other people listen to them. We like doing this podcast. We do. And we want you to hear it. We want your friends to hear it. I want your moms to hear it. I don't want your dads to hear it. I don't. I don't much like dads because mine died. <laughs> well, 
I'm on the opposite end of the spectrum. Um, I think that this is something that dads might enjoy more than moms because moms are usually cunts. So we have it covered. I want moms to listen to it. You want dads to listen to it. So everybody, so everybody tell your parents. To to it. Yay. Sweet. All right. That was the podcast. All right. Thank you, thank everyone. You, we love you so much. Yeah. Goodbye. Enjoy this. I haven't heard this yet. We get to listen. Can you take a guess what this is based on the artist? Is it Iggy or no. is it Lou? It's Lou Reed and Metallica. Okay. I thought first it was Lou and then I was like, I wonder if this is Iggy. No. Lou Reed and Metallica. Fucking Lou Reed. Voice of an angel. <laughs> awesome. All right, everybody. Bye. Bye.